Good evening, dear friends, and welcome. It's a joy to be with you this evening. My name is Canon Matthew Tallarico. I serve as the Provincial Superior for the Institute of Christ the King Sovereign Priest in the United States. And I've been asked this evening to speak to you about the spirituality of St. Francis de Sales, the patron saint of our Institute. How St. Francis de Sales offers us very practical and profound uh, spiritual advice, uh, especially for these times in which we live. So I invite you now to join me in a prayer, asking our Blessed Mother for uh, her intercession uh, as we make this time of reflection together. And let's pray the Regina Chaley, the Queen of Heaven prayer. We're praying this prayer uh, three times a day throughout the Easter season, uh, morning, noon, and evening. And we're praying the Regina Chaley in a special intention uh, of being able to return to Mass and Holy Communion. Let's remember that the Regina Chaley prayer comes from a vision of angels seen by Pope St. Gregory the Great while he was leading a prayer procession in Rome uh, to end the plague there at the end of the 6th century. So let's pray the Regina Chaley prayer now and every day with our spiritual health in mind. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen. Queen of Heaven, rejoice, Alleluia. For he whom thou didst merit to bear, Alleluia, has risen as he said, Alleluia. Pray for us to God, Alleluia. Rejoice and be glad, O Virgin Mary, Alleluia. For the Lord is truly risen, Alleluia. Let us pray. O God, who gave joy to the world through the resurrection of thy Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, grant we beseech thee that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary, his mother, we may obtain the joys of everlasting life, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lady of Pompeii, pray for us. Our Lady Health of the Sick, pray for us. Saint George, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Saint Francis de Sales, pray for us. All of our guardian angels and patron saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen. Dear friends, in these times of physical isolation, we may certainly feel spiritually isolated as well. We might be very upset right now with the media and the political world. And all of this current chaos might make us feel quite angry because nothing seems to make sense anymore. Perhaps we have lost our peace our peace of soul during these last weeks as our time of imposed quarantine is soon to begin its third month. Maybe we feel like we are drifting in our spiritual life right now. Perhaps we're a little discouraged and even depressed. And maybe we feel like giving up because we have already fallen into old bad habits and sins time and time again. Perhaps we're simply tired and worn out, especially because the sacraments are not so easily available to us. In such times of spiritual loneliness and burnout, we need to go back to God. Only He can give us the joy and the peace which this world cannot give. But how can we deepen our spiritual life? It seems so hard and we feel so weak. Who will help us in these isolated times? Where should we turn? 
Well, dear friends, never fear. God has given us a spiritual guide on the journey to heaven. God has given us someone to inspire and encourage us today on our path to holiness, as this guide has helped many people throughout the centuries. God has given us someone who understands us, whom we can understand also in plain, simple terms. And this spiritual father, this soulmate, is St. Francis de Sales. Today we're going to take a closer look at this saint and his very helpful writings. He is a doctor of the church. He is the patron saint of communications. And truly, St. Francis de Sales can be the best of friends to us in these uncertain and worrisome times. Today, we will look to St. Francis de Sales for the proper understanding of what it means to be a saint. And then we will discuss St. Francis de Sales' means and methods for obtaining sanctity in our own everyday lives. Finally, I will make some reading recommendations to you. During this presentation, you will hear me referring mainly to two books. Two books that are really key. Introduction to the Devout Life by St. Francis de Sales. Introduction to the Devout Life, perhaps his most famous book, and one of the very first book, books that he wrote, Introduction to the Devout Life. And secondly, another book called The Spirit of St. Francis de Sales. This was a book written by a bishop named Jean-Pierre Camus, C-A-M-U-S. Jean-Pierre Camus, we could say. He was an eyewitness friend of St. Francis de Sales who wrote a lot of biographical stories, anecdotes, and quotes from the saint. So we'll be referring again to these two books, Introduction to the Devout Life and The Spirit of St. Francis de Sales. So first of all, let's begin the journey by asking ourselves, what does it mean to be a saint? One reason why we don't make much progress in our spiritual life is because we have an exaggerated sense of what we think sanctity is. Or being a saint seems like something very blurry, a very blurry concept to us. We might think that sanctity means hours of prayer each day, or extraordinary actions. And we don't see ourselves capable of these consistently. So we really don't try too hard for sanctity. It seems too hard, too distant from our own reality. On the other side, we don't become saints because our faults can blind us spiritually. And St. Francis de Sales warns us about a false sense of sanctity. As he writes, one man sets great value on fasting and believes himself to be leading a very devout life so long as he fasts rigorously, although his heart is meanwhile full of bitterness, slander, and detraction for other people. Another person reckons himself as devout because he repeats many prayers daily, although at the same time he does not refrain from all manner of angry, irritating, conceited, or insulting speeches among his family and neighbors. Another person 
freely opens his wallet in almsgiving, but he closes his heart to all gentle and forgiving feelings toward those who are opposed to him. While that one is ready enough to forgive his enemies, but will never pay his rightful debts except under pressure. Meanwhile, all these people are commonly called religious, but nevertheless, they are in no true sense really devout. Thank you, St. Francis de Sales, from the first chapter of Introduction to the Devout Life. So our saint reminds us that sanctity is really love. Sanctity is charity, charity for God and neighbor. But this love is not just a little flame on a candle. It's not just a, a little flame on a birthday candle, no. But devotion, sanctity, is a love which has been increased and intensified to become like a blazing fire in our fireplace to warm our home. This intensified love is called devotion. A devout life means loving to a high degree. And this love makes us not only ready, active, and uh, diligent in following all of God's commandments, but devotion means that love goes further. Love excites us to be ready to go the extra mile, to be prompt, to be prompt in performing many good works, even when we don't have to. That's what devotion truly is. So fundamentally, sanctity means that we do with love all that God expects of us. Living the commandments, yes, and fulfilling the duties of our state of life. Taking care of the people and the obligations in those situations that we find ourselves. And doing all of these things with love and for love. And doing them also with all of those virtues which flow forth from love. Because charity is really the mother of virtues. And so many virtues, be they courage or temperance or gratitude, simplicity, patience, they all flow forth as daughters, daughter virtues of charity. Now, occasionally, we will have to prove our love of God in very important and difficult ways. That happens from time to time. But most often, on an everyday level, sanctity means great love of God in the little things. Doing the seemingly ordinary things of life with extraordinary love. That is sanctity. That is what a devout life is about. Our saint writes, Great occasions for serving God come seldom, but little ones surround us daily. Our Lord himself has told us that he who is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in the greater things. If you do all things in God's name, all you do will be well done, whether you eat or drink or sleep, whether you amuse yourself or cook at the fire. So long as you do all wisely, you will gain greatly in God's sight. Doing all things 
because it is his will that you do them and that you do them well. Cultivate those lowly virtues which spring like flowers around the foot of the cross. Those lowly virtues, such as ministering to the poor and the sick, family cares and the duties arising therefrom, and practical diligence and activity. And amid all of these little things, cultivate such spiritual and holy thoughts, like St. Catherine of Siena, intermingled with her work. Thank you again, St. Francis de Sales. Let's also keep in mind that a devout life means not just doing what we need to do every day, but a devout life means bearing with the things we have to endure and bearing with them with the proper attitude of soul. Again, our saint writes, bear patiently with the petty annoyances the trifling discomforts, the unimportant losses which come upon all of us daily. Because by means of these little matters, lovingly and freely accepted, you will give God your whole heart and you will win his heart. I mean the acts of daily forbearance, that headache, the toothache, or that heavy cold the tiresome eccentricities of husband or wife, that broken glass, the loss of a ring, a handkerchief or a glove, bear with the sneer of a neighbor, the effort of going to bed early in order to rise early for prayer or communion, the little shyness some people feel in openly performing religious duties. And be sure that all of these little sufferings however small that they may be, that you accept them lovingly because they are most pleasing to God's goodness. God, who has promised a whole ocean of happiness to his children in return for one cup of cold water. And moreover, inasmuch as these occasions are forever arising throughout each day, they give us a fertile field for gathering in spiritual riches, if only we use these little occasions rightly. End of quote. So St. Francis de Sales is urging us to become saints by focusing on those little virtues which are easily within our grasp attitude, patience, simplicity, and gentleness. Gentleness, that is St. Francis de Sales' specialty. He is well known as the gentle saint. When he became the Bishop of Geneva in modern-day Switzerland, Geneva was a Calvinist stronghold in the early 1600s. And those sullen Protestants of the city, they had forbidden that anyone speak to Catholic priests. And so at first, the city's inhabitants in Geneva they avoided Francis like the plague. But when they saw Francis, this smiling gentleman, smiling and, and playing in the streets with their children, when they saw his smile, his, his unpretentious humility, when they heard Francis's pleasant conversation, his gentle laugh, their hearts were softened and their ears opened up to the truth of 
his message, and they were converted by his gentle goodness. Now, Francis's Catholic contemporaries urged him to retake the city of Geneva by force, because as bishop, he also had temporal privileges um, to govern the city, privileges which had been usurped by uh, the Calvinist revolutionaries. So the Catholic contemporaries told Francis to retake the city by storm. But Francis remarked that the city was not to be reconquered by cannons and gunpowder, of which the very odor smells like the fires of hell, he told people. He said, I will do nothing by force, but everything with love. Nothing by force, but everything with love. This was the Salesian battle cry, and his strategy was gentleness and charity. And after some years, that fortress of Geneva could not resist the gentle assault of fraternal charity practiced by people of good example. It was gentleness and charity that reclaimed the city for Christ. Francis's friend, um, Bishop uh, Camus, he wrote, So lighthearted and joyful was Francis, so truly did his happy face express the eternity, express the serenity and the peace of his soul, that it was almost impossible to remain in his company without catching something of his joyous spirit. End of quote. Indeed, charity is attractive, charity wins over hearts, and charity advances the cause of truth. Now, this Salesian gentleness is a virtue which is much misunderstood, and many people tend to underestimate the power of gentleness and charity. Many people think that strength means using aggressive force. To be strong, you have to fight back. Well, one day, when Jesus had been rejected by his enemies, the apostle said, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to destroy those people? Jesus reprimanded the apostles. He said, You know not of what spirit you are. The Son of Man came not to destroy souls, but to save souls. Gentleness is not weakness. No, but gentleness is power. Gentleness is the power to forgive. Some people might think that to be strong, you must go out and attack the enemy head on. There are times and occasions for that, yes. But St. Thomas Aquinas, in speaking of the virtue of fortitude, that virtue of spiritual strength, he says that the greatest act of the virtue of fortitude is to endure to bear with, to stand your ground in the midst of difficulty, which happen over a longer period of time. Endurance is stronger than aggression. It takes courage to stand your ground in the face of criticism and ridicule, to suffer with patience when treated unfairly, 
to stand up for the right thing when no one else is doing it. It takes courage to be gentle in the midst of all the evil surrounding us in this world. But that's what Jesus did. He is the meek and the gentle Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And so gentleness is not for the timid and weak-minded, no. But gentleness, to quote St. Francis de Sales, there was no strength which is greater than gentleness, and there is nothing which is so gentle as true strength. Think about it. There was no strength which is greater than gentleness, and there is nothing which is so gentle as true strength. Just like a trained horse, a horse which is large and powerful, yields to the rider who directs that horse with the reins. So does gentleness show strength under control. That's gentleness. Strength under control. The gentleness of love is more powerful than any force on earth. That's what we'll be celebrating soon, the Feast of Pentecost, that the force of the Holy Spirit animates the souls of those 12 fishermen and tax collectors, those 12 humble men of Galilee, and sends them out to all the world to preach the gospel. And today, 20 centuries later, look at what the power of gentle love can do. Another misconception of gentleness, some people erroneously think that Gentleness is a sort of tolerance for anything or everything. No, gentleness never compromises. But gentleness seeks loved. In which the truth is presented. Francis tells us true zeal, true zeal must be accompanied by knowledge and judgment. It pardons certain things, or at least winks at them, until the right time and place are coming for correcting them. True zeal reproves others when it sees there is hope of amendment, leaving no stone unturned when it thinks there is a possibility of preserving or advancing the glory of God. It is certain that zeal, tempered with gentleness, is far more effective than zeal which is turbulent and boisterous. Once again, zeal tempered with gentleness is far more effective than a turbulent, boisterous zeal. End of quote. Bishop Camus, St. Francis's uh, friend, he said that sometimes people accuse Francis of being overly good-natured and too gentle. And so these people would say that this was the cause of many disorders which would not have occurred had Francis been more severe. Francis, however, he answered those people very calmly that he always had in his mind the words of the great Saint Anselm. If he had to be punished either for being too indulgent or for being over-rigorous, 
Francis would far rather prefer to be too gentle than to be too severe. And he gave us his reason that judgment with mercy would be granted to the merciful and that God would always have more pity on the pitiful than on the rigorous. Francis would go on to say that sugar never spoiled any sauce, but too much salt or vinegar frequently spoiled the sauce and made, made it uneatable. And demeanor move hearts to conversion. So that's just a little reflection on gentleness. Perhaps we need to practice more gentleness in our lives with the people around us. Perhaps even more gentleness with ourselves. We can look to St. Francis de Sales as a model and we can read his writings for little strength. More meek like our Savior himself, who was gentle, meek, and humble of heart. So gentleness is just one of those little virtues, little virtues that we could practice every day to become saints. And there are other virtues, indeed, that we may need to practice in our daily lives. Which little virtues should we focus on in our life? And when and how can we exercise those virtues? Maybe it's patience. Maybe it's gratitude. Maybe it's fraternal charity. Maybe it's modesty because we're too proud. Whatever that little virtue might be, let's identify it, make a good examination of conscience to see where and how can we exercise that virtue in a practical way. That's one of the beautiful things about St. Francis de Sales. He's so practical. In his book, Introduction to the Devout Life, he highlights a beautiful method of morning prayer. Morning prayer, which I recommend, dear friends, for all of you. In the first part of Introduction to the Devout Life, he highlights the importance of morning prayer um, and focusing our efforts on practicing one particular virtue. Here's what he says. Each morning, consider beforehand what occupations, duties, and occasions are likely to come up this day to enable you to serve God. What temptations might be coming your way? Temptations to offend him perhaps by vanity or anger, etc. may arise. Look at all of these things ahead of time in the morning and make a fervent resolution to use all means of serving God and to avoid and resist whatever might hinder your salvation and God's glory. But it's not enough just to make such a resolution. You must be prepared to carry that resolution into effect. For example, if you foresee that you will have to meet someone who is hot-tempered and irritable, you must not merely resolve to guard your own temper, but you must consider by what gentle words you will conciliate this person. Or if you know that you will meet some sick person, think ahead of time, consider how best to minister comfort to this person and to say this or that word of consolation to him, etc. 
So, in the beginning of the day, be prepared. Just as the teacher has to be prepared for the lessons of that day, or uh, the lawyer, or um, the mother of a family before she goes grocery shopping, whatever you have to do, preparation is already half the battle. And it's so important in the spiritual life. And many times we simply fail spiritually because we were not prepared from the morning. So think ahead in a practical way. And then St. Francis de Sales goes on to tell us that we need, to, um, we need the help of God's grace so we can, we can follow through with those good practical resolutions. He says, humble yourself before God, admitting that of yourself you can carry out nothing that you have planned. You will not be able to avoid evil or to seek good on your own, but you need his divine help. So take your heart into your hands, as it were, and offer up your heart to God so that all of your good intentions will be pleasing to his gracious majesty. Ask God to accept your good resolution. Ask him to give you the grace to strengthen you in his service. For example, you may wish to say, Lord, I lay before you my weak heart, my heart which you have filled with good desires to practice this good resolution. You know that I am unable, I am incapable to bring this good resolution to good effect unless you bless and you make this resolution prosper. Therefore, O loving Heavenly Father, I entreat you to help me by the merits and passion of your dear Son, to whose honor I dedicate this day and my whole life. And then finally, St. Francis tells us, all of these acts of the morning prayer should be made briefly and heartily before you leave your room if possible, so that all the coming work of the day may be prospered with God's blessing. And I entreat you never to omit this morning exercise. End of quote. So again, dear friends, I refer you to the beginning of Introduction to the Devout Life in which he outlines this morning exercise and I invite you to try to make that morning exercise at St. Francis de Sales part of your morning routine. Be consistent. Think ahead. Make a good resolution. Ask for God's grace to carry it out. If you do that consistently, you will see progress in your spiritual life over time. St. Francis de Sales says that we should not be too spread out in our spiritual life. We should not make too general resolutions, and we shouldn't try to correct everything all at once. But he says we should select one or another particular virtue to strive for. Not that we neglect other virtues, but that we can best focus and concentrate our minds and hearts on one particular virtue. Use all of your spiritual firepower, as it were, on one particular resolution, one particular virtue. He says, when we are beset by any particular vice, it is well, as far as possible, to make the opposite virtue our special aim and to turn everything toward that good resolution. In so doing, we will overcome our enemy and meanwhile make progress in all virtue. For example, 
If I am tempted with pride or anger, I must, above all else, strive to cultivate humility and gentleness. And I must, and I must turn all of my religious prayers and spiritual efforts, be they prayer, sacraments, prudence, constancy, moderation, to that same object. St. Francis Sells is encouraging us to focus our spiritual energy and firepower on that one particular resolution to acquire that, that virtue which we are most in need of. So that when we make our morning prayer, when we pray our, our mealtime Angelus or Regina Chaley, uh, when we recite the daily rosary, uh, when we pray our daily evening prayer, when we make our act of spiritual communion, we are constantly calling to mind this resolution, working on that one particular virtue, and asking God for the grace we need to pray temptation that leads us away from that virtue. And St. Francis de Sales points out this is a very effective method. Be focused in your spiritual life. And he gives the example of Job in the Old Testament. Just as Job had to exercise the virtue of patience again and again and again in his numerous trials and difficulties, Job, as he became more patient, he also became stronger in all the other virtues. So, one virtue practiced to an excellent degree can help us with all the other virtues that we need to be holy and to be devout. So, on a practical level, my friends, we have to develop the spiritual eyesight to pick out the little battles of daily life. Learn to identify in your day little opportunities when you can practice that particular resolution and use all of your prayer and all of your spiritual energy to win those little battles. For example, you see that your predominant fault in life is pride, and thus you have resolved to be more humble. Well, at the start of the day in the morning, look ahead and try to identify conversations you will have in the coming day, and in those conversations, resolve ahead of time not to talk about yourself. Prepare your soul ahead of time to allow the other person to speak the first word. Allow that person to talk about a topic that that person enjoys instead of what you always like to talk about. Prepare your soul ahead of time to be silent. If you happen to receive a criticism or a correction, or perhaps prepare your soul ahead of time even to utter a word of agreement or thanks at that moment to that person who offers you some constructive criticism or simply trying to help you. Prepare your soul ahead of time to practice that humility. So in this way, by preparation and foresight, you can win several little battles throughout the day, and then you can gain spiritual momentum by these little victories. They may seem very small, but they are very important. Remember, virtue is a good habit. Virtue is a good habit. So little victories in virtue, they help you to form a healthy repetition which forms good habits. So try to win those little victories each day and you'll make 
much more progress. Once we have made a particular resolution, we should stick with it for a time. No butterfly methods. Stick with it perhaps a month, for example. But after that time, you can vary that resolution or choose a new one, so as to give yourself a fresh opportunity, a new start to cultivate another virtue. You can try to cultivate a virtue which is annexed to the main virtue you are seeking. Let's say, for example, you are working on charity. Well, one month, we can perhaps try to be charitable by practicing courtesy. Say please, thank you to everyone, even those we live with. In another month, we can try to grow in charity by kindness, to be more outgoing, to talk to someone who needs to hear from us, to react in a gentle way to those boisterous people around you. Or, if you are trying to be humble, well then practice temperance. For that month, you can be very measured in which you eat and drink. You can do away with the superfluous, to avoid selfishness and to cut down pride. And then, after practicing temperance for one month, you can try to be humble in a second month by being modest in your speech, so as to not to draw attention to yourself. So when we are trying to acquire a major virtue, which is hard, we can make step-by-step -step progress by trying to cultivate some more minor annex virtues, such as courtesy, kindness, gratitude, modesty, etc. For making progress in your resolution, spiritual direction is very helpful. St. Francis de Sales is a big proponent and a patron of spiritual direction. A spiritual director or confessor can give you valuable advice on strategies for cultivating this or that particular virtue. Or the director can offer you feedback as to whether or not that resolution is really realistic or well adapted for you. And having a director also helps us to be more accountable to someone for keeping that resolution. But whatever virtue you choose to cultivate, you can find great advice in Introduction to the Devout Life by St. Francis de Sales or other writings. Whether you choose patience or meekness or obedience or humility, you will always find short chapters with great practical advice in the works of St. Francis de Sales. And so I'd like to just kind of share with you here um, some writings of St. Francis de Sales. He wrote um, about 20,000 letters in his lifetime. Wow, and he wrote them all by hand. 20,000 letters, mainly of spiritual direction to people who were asking his advice. And in English, we have translated um, many little volumes that are collections of his spiritual letters. One of them I recommend is Roses Among Thorns. Roses Among Thorns. This is a great, great little book you can carry around in your, your purse or your briefcase or um, keep it in a desk drawer. Roses Among Thorns. Just uh, pick up a little book like this, maybe on your lunch hour or when you have some time at the start of your day, at the end of your day. Read just a, a, a paragraph 
and just um, re- receive that spiritual refreshment that will give you a, a joy and a peace that uh, nothing else can give you. So Roses Among Thorns, great book. Um, another one, The Art of Loving God. Again, just a, a little collection of, um, of excerpts from St. Francis de Sales' Letters of Spiritual Direction, The Art of Loving God. Another one I recommend is, is um, Finding God's Will for You. Finding God's Will for You. Great Spiritual Wisdom by St. Francis de Sales. There's also a series of four books, look like this, printed by Tan, Books and Publishers, called The Consoling Thoughts of St. Francis de Sales. And uh, these are, um, again, excerpts from his writings. You have Consoling Thoughts of St. Francis de Sales on Sickness and Death, Consoling Thoughts on Eternity, uh, The Consoling Thoughts of St. Francis de Sales on God and Providence, Excellent books uh, that um, really, again, short little chapters, um, just very powerful spiritual reading. I'm sure you're, you're busy people, you don't have much time, but just two or three minutes of this a day, if you're consistent, will change your spiritual life for the better. So I really recommend these books by St. Francis de Sales. Um, this is another great book, Letter to Persons in the World. Letter to Persons in the World by St. Francis de Sales. Again, great spiritual gems. He wrote all of these for lay people, for people like yourselves, people who were busy with their careers, people who had families. Um, he wrote to um, stay-at-home mothers as well. Um, so many people. Um, St. Francis de Sales has a fine understanding of human nature. He knows how to reach each person. And when you read these letters today, it's like, wow. He's writing as if he was writing just to me. Um, we can find ourselves spiritually implied in so many of these letters of St. Francis de Sales. Again, because he has such a fun understanding of human nature and a great gift as a man of prayer, a great gift to be able to reach people in a very practical, um, in a very down-to-earth way. St. Francis de Sales also um, was a great preacher. And he preached wonderful sermons that you can find uh, printed by uh, St. Benedict Press. Um, this is uh, St. Francis de Sales sermons for Advent and Christmas. Very good. Um, his sermons for Lent, which are really some of my favorite. Uh, fantastic books um, of sermons of St. Francis de Sales. If you do an online search, you can find so many books that he wrote, be they the letters, the sermons, um, so many wonderful books. Uh, one of my favorites that gets a little hard to find, but maybe you might be able to come across it, it's called Sermon in a Sentence. Sermon in a Sentence quotes a treasury of quotations on the spiritual life by St. Francis de Sales. Fantastic little book. And it divides up uh, the um, St. Francis de Sales quotes on particular virtues in accordance with the mysteries of the rosary. Those virtues exemplified by our Lord and our Blessed Mother in the Rosary, um, the quotes of St. Francis de Sales corresponding with those virtues are, um, are divided up into chapters in this little book, Sermon in a Sentence. Indeed, he speaks volumes with just um, a couple of sentences. So I really recommend um, Sermon in a Sentence by St. Francis de Sales if you can find it. And finally, uh, because all of us to a certain degree 
Um, we're all uh, in need of conversion, and some of us already have come a long way in our conversion, even though we have a long way to go yet. A book I really love, it's not written by St. Francis de Sales, but it's written by one of his spiritual sons, and he quotes from St. Francis de Sales on every page of this book. It's called, in English, How to Profit from Your Faults. How to Profit from Your Faults by Father Joseph Tissot. T-I-S-S-O-T. Father Joseph Tissot. T-I-S-S-O-T. How to Profit from Your Faults. Great gem of a book. Uh, Father Tissot was an oblate of St. Francis de Sales living at the end of the 19th century. This is a great translation, very readable, um, very encouraging for all of us who um, have to make up for our faults of the past and who need some encouragement um, to go forward in our spiritual life. How to profit from your faults. How your faults can become stepping stones to virtue because they teach you so many good lessons about um, how to make a progress in the future really recommend how to profit from your faults. You can't, you can't possibly come away from reading a book like this without a renewed sense of optimism, of, um, of hope, of confidence in your spiritual life. So dear friends, during this time of spiritual um, isolation and physical isolation, um, we have a great guide in St. Francis de Sales. But it's up to us to do the spiritual weightlifting. It's up to us to take the first step by doing some more spiritual reading, by looking more into the saint who is such a wonderful guide and master of the spiritual life for us. Pick up St. Francis de Sales. You won't be sorry. Um, if you want, I'll give you a refund. But you will see how easy and accessible it is to make progress in the spiritual life if you focus on the little virtues. If you are prayerfully consistent day in and day out with a little spiritual strategy as outlined by our saint. And I will leave you with one of my favorite quotes of St. Francis de Sales who says, a holy life is a happy life. If we want to be happy in a very unhappy world, if we want to be happy in a world which sadly becomes more and more difficult, let us go to God, let us try to be holy, and let us try to follow in the footsteps of St. Francis de Sales. And then we will see that through his intercession and through, um, through the prayers of, of each one of us in the communion of the saints praying for one another, we will become more holy, we will become more happy, and we will be able to share this holiness and happiness with all of the people we meet each day. God bless you, dear friends. You're in my prayers. I ask you to please pray for all of us in the Institute of Christ the King. Know that you're remembered uh, at the altar each day. And remember always that God loves you and he sees your burdens. He's at your side to, to carry you through these difficult times. So let us have hope in the resurrection. Let us turn to our Blessed Mother, the Queen of Heaven, the Regina Chaley. And let us trust that she will see us safe and sound through this life so that we can be with her one day happy in heaven. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of the Rosary, pray for us. St. George, pray for us. St. Francis de Sales, pray for us. And for all the faithful departed, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. May they rest in peace. Amen.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Goodbye. God bless you. Until next time.